And we're back. Hey everyone, I'm Gabrielle. And I'm Dan. And welcome to another episode of Millenniating. Uh, so our whole lives right now are coronavirus. Yeah, we were trying to think of something to record. <laughs> and we were like, well, it shouldn't be coronavirus. We just did two on those. But... But what else? Right. That's like life. That's life right now. Yeah. Like, so if you have ideas for our next week episode, submit those because we will probably do anything. <laughs> I mean, it feels, I mean, it really does. It feels like everything else is on hold, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I'm sure there are, there are other things that we can talk about, but they're not, they're not actively relevant and there's not much that we can do about them because we have to stay inside. Right. So like... We, last week we did like what are we doing while quarantined um mm-hmm. today i started watching tiger king i have not watched that yet but it is the best kind of crazy like okay if you watch john oliver's show uh last week tonight during the 2016 presidential election he ran this uh this segment on joe exotic who was running at the time as a third party oh. um and he was like this he was like this story just keeps getting better it's this like redneck guy who claims to be the owner of like a hundred tigers who is uh who is a gay polygamist who lives in florida and is running for president of course it's florida exactly (laughs) um and so now they have the documentary and to to know that that part of it is the least crazy thing that happened in this guy's life is amazing. Like, it's it's good. I if just, you like crazy but re- want to be based in reality, you should be watching it. You should also watch Evil Genius. That was really good, too. And that's, that's classic. Also I haven't actually seen it yet, but oh. I've heard everybody talk about it, you but should, I feel like I've seen it. You should watch it. It's only like I five I know all episodes. the details already, yeah, but... It was really good. It's... It, I am genuinely fascinated by the crap people get away with. Yeah. Pe- people get away with a lot. And it's yeah. like, you know, I'm kind of a goody two-shoes, so it's kind of like, well, that's illegal. And there are just, like, a ton of people that are like, eh, whatever. Yeah, well, we know that if we were to do something, we'd get caught probably right away because we're not slick. Listen, <laughs> I think I've shared this story on this on an episode before. Probably, but I was at, um, I was at my friend TJ's house. We were, we were all still in college, right? It was like my, it was my first year in a nursing program, right? Mm -hmm. So we're all, we're all at this college party at TJ's house and it's supposed to be just like 10 to 15 of us. All of a sudden there are like 70 people there. Okay. At this party right now. All of them are theater majors except me, TJ, and Jenna. Mm-hmm. TJ and Jenna are both education. Well, TJ's physics with education, Jenna's education, and I'm nursing, right? And it's a Thursday night in Philadelphia. So what do you think is going to happen? The right. cops show up, yeah. right? So we sprint down the stairs, me and Jenna. We are out of there so fast because if we get caught, that's the end of our careers pretty right, much. Right. That shit goes on your record. We do background checks for nursing and teaching. You know, like, it's over. Yeah, yeah. So we run the other direction, and TJ's boyfriend at the time help us, like, maneuver our way through so we don't get lost in the crowd, and then we look back later. And the people who wound up staying, like, it wound up being that 10 to 15 people once the cops cleared out and we all came back that it was supposed to be, right? They're looking at me and Jenna, and they're going, 
Why? Why were you so worried? You know, it's just, it's not a big deal. They just slap your wrist and you move on. And it's like, well, it is a big deal because we're 21 and we're drinking with people who aren't. Right. So you'll get slapped with that supplying Mm -hmm. and that does not go away. No. And that ends your career. So we were like, well, you know, we're not theater majors. Like, you know, like they do background checks for what we're studying. And they were like, oh, that's ridiculous. And I was like, why don't you just stop being an asshole and accept the fact that this was scary. And if you're underage and you get caught drinking, like if you have money, it will go away. It will go away. You can get that expunged. It's a few thousand dollars. And it, Jesus. I'm sure that sucks. I had a lot of friends that all got caught at one party uh, for drinking one beer when yeah. they were like all 19. They had, it was like 30 people all splitting one case of like Miller Lite. So nobody was drunk. <laughs> so <laughs> but, nobody was drunk. But at my college, the head officer was like a total douche. And uh, he would like, print articles he would write articles for the the college newspaper about how he would like chase down this one person that had two sips of alcohol and like caught them and arrested them and he was like so proud of it and everyone that read it was like is this the guy we got to deal with um so why was he so happy to catch i i don't know it was like his life uh goal was to just like arrest as many that's kind of 18 sad. 18 year olds as he could. Like there are that a lot awful. more important things going on. You know what you I really, would hope. Yeah, you know what I really <laughs> would have liked to see him do? Arrest the rapists and fraternities. Yeah. You know, that would have been a really good I mean, use of his time, right? <laughs> he was busy. Listen, that guy's Gatorade bottle looked like it was already open. <laughs> and he looked slightly suspicious when he passed the, the cops. Who doesn't look suspicious when they're walking past police officers? Like, everyone goes into that, hello, officer, I'm fine, how are you? What are you doing today? And, like, you're walking past cops that are trying to arrest people for literally anything. A really important <laughs> So they don't have to stand on the corner. <laughs> for people to learn as a young adult is to, like, is... I mean, it's hard when you're genuinely scared, but, like, that that persona or facade of confidence. Like I use it just walking down the street, you know what I mean? But that's because I work in the city. So I walk down the street with my straight face on and one headphone in and I walk like, do not bother me. And it's the same thing when like you're trying not to get caught, you know, you got to act like, no, I'm fine. And if you can't do that, you should avoid, you should avoid situations that you're going to get caught in. Right. Like, like, you don't need to say hi, officer. You can just walk past You can just keep, you just keep, right. That's like, like on the highway, right? If you see a cop on the side and the speed limit is 60 and you're doing 65, you're fine, right? Or you're doing the 60 speed limit. Just because you see the cop does not mean you need to hit your brakes. You're doing the law. Right. Because then when you hit their, when you hit your brakes, you're kind of admitting some kind of guilt and they will take that advantage. Right. Or, or the person will behind you might hit you yeah like because people slam on their brakes like they insist on dropping down to like 30 miles an hour and it's like you were fine no i take my foot off the gas and let it slow down i mean i take my foot off the gas but i don't press the brake yeah but i'm probably i I drive like an old lady like i'm not i'm not going way over (laughs) at at this point in my life but um so my first experience with beer was um I don't I don't understand how high schoolers nowadays or like teenagers or young adults or whatever people under the age of 21 they just drink vodka straight out of a water bottle no chaser no nothing I could never do that ever I feel like I can do that now easier than when I what, was right younger. like I could do it now but like that's something like 15 and 16 year olds are doing and yeah. it's like 
Unethical life tip. Uh, just put the vodka in the water. It won't smell as bad as vodka, and it will taste better, and you'll get water. <laughs> you'll be able to drink it much faster. It will look like you're drinking water, because you won't be like... Mm, 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 mm. Like, just put vodka in your water. It's not going to taste worse than straight vodka. But, <laughs> it's um, going to taste like vodka up water. Yeah, it's I could like I couldn't do that as a teenager. So what I did instead was I tried beer, which now everybody knows. Everybody who knows me knows that I hate beer. It's gross. I can't do the taste. My first experience with beer, I was in a, a couple of my friends' basements, and we had a case of good old natty light. Mm. I, 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 I didn't buy it. Yeah. I don't know how, like, it was just, hey, come on over and, you know, drink some beer with us. And I was like, sure, okay. I would rather just drink seltzer water with spit in it. <laughs> with spit in it. Um, so we, we had our case of Natty Light, and the boys go, let's do a power hour. And me having no idea what that is was just like, okay, yes. So we did a power hour of Natty Light, and we did it all sitting because I've never done it before. So they were like, no, no, you have to stay sitting the whole hour. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then you stand up. And then they stood, and they had me stand up at the end. I fell face first forward. I felt totally fine on the couch. I was like, I don't even know what people are talking about. Like, I feel nothing. I stood up and that hit my head so fast. I hit the floor. Uh, one time I forgot to eat all day as I was in college and, you know, had like 10 hours of classes. Hi, so puppies are cute. Oh, we're giving some shout-outs on TikTok. <laughs> hey. Hey. We have, oh, one person's in. <laughs> it's been going back and forth. But... Someone popped in and said, can you please give me a shout-out? And then left. <laughs> and then left, yeah. Um, well, so for our uh, podcast listeners, we, are, we went live on TikTok. To record um, this. So if you want to check us out live, then... Uh, Check out my TikTok. Join the Facebook group and maybe we'll put an announcement out next week. Maybe. I don't know. Probably not, though. Uh, check out for Mondays because that's, <laughs> that's when we're recording. recording. most often now. Yeah. But, um, we're just testing it out today and uh, hopefully yeah, we'll our one person right now is enjoying it. Um, okay, back to <laughs> So one time in college, I totally forgot to eat all day and then I drank two bottles of Golden Monkey as fast as I could um, at, a, at a house party. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know, Gold Monkey is like 9% alcohol. Yeah, it's high. Yeah, it's, Kevin it's, drinks it. it's nice for a beer. Um, so I like was walking through their one of their like rooms with a bunch of couches in it. Uh-huh. I lost control of my legs <laughs> for like an hour. Like I fell and just like angled myself to fall onto the couch. And then people were walking by like, hey, want to go here? And I'm just like... I'm good here. <laughs> I can't. They're like, oh, let's go get pizza. I'm like, I can't really feel my legs, but if you want to bring me a slice, that sounds great. God. Do you remember? They were dead weight. Do you remember? Know. So I had a really bad day, not last year, but the year before. Yeah. I had a really bad day last year, and Dan and Amy were lovely enough to come to my rescue that Make day. Make sure she was still alive. But um, I before anyone had arrived, I had downed almost a, I think a whole bottle of wine by myself and that was within like 10 at least I don't know yeah. it was she was I was gone I was gone and gone. I did that probably within like 10 or 20 minutes and so when they all got there they got me all settled down and stuff so I'm like 
passed out on the couch from all the alcohol that I drank. And they're all kind of sitting around talking. I don't really know what was going on. But I remember tuning into, guys, maybe we should order some pizza. And my drunk ass, that's what tuned into the car got me up and going. And I was like, yeah, I'll take some pizza. <laughs> and then went right back to sleep until the yep. pizza showed up. Yep. <laughs> so that shows where my priorities <laughs> lie. <laughs> it's food always. Yes. I mean, I we didn't complain. No. We were like, yeah, you should probably eat. <laughs> you know what's really funny? I I personally have come to find that fatty food is the better hangover food yeah duh the best hangover food in the world is chicken mcnuggets and like especially when you're like that kind of hangover where you can't like smell things without getting nauseous chicken mcnuggets have like zero smell they're not overly powerful in flavor you don't no sauce because that sauce is gross when you're hungover (laughs) and you just down like a 20 pack See, I didn't, I bet, like, that, like, that didn't occur to me. Yeah, I did learn. It's grease, carbs, and protein. Well, so, so, interestingly enough, I don't know why I just stuttered so hard. <laughs> interestingly enough, I worked at Applebee's for a couple months, and I did their car side to go, and before you start working, you have to, like, do those online modules, you know, and yeah. then, like, your required educations or whatever. And one of them was about serving alcohol, and it asks the question, like, if you, if you think somebody's getting too intoxicated, like what's something that you can serve them to help? And protein is actually the better option. Like yeah. everybody goes for carbs, like pretzels and shit like that. You know how like, people go to beer fests and they wear like the pretzel necklace? Well, Dan's right. You should try a chicken nugget necklace instead. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> like Threads just a string. box of nugs. Like, just a box uh. of nugs. <laughs> that actually, protein is the best way to, you know, slow hell how drunk you're getting. Like, if you're at a party and you're going to be there another three hours and you're already hitting your limit, some protein's a good good thing to throw into your stomach to yeah. help that out. And it's funny because my go-to was always carbs, too. You know, you just picture bread absorbing. Yeah, you do. You think it's going to, like, soak it up, which doesn't make sense. Cause no, because even if it does soak it up, it still has still to get broken down. It's still just alcoholic bread in your stomach. <laughs> and that's something that I thought for a really long yeah, time. Yeah, like, it's soak it up and put it where? <laughs> like, <laughs> right, it's not like we just poop out the bread as is. Right. <laughs> we still process it. And then on top of that, like, alcohol is all sugar, and then carbs get converted to sugar. Sugars, yeah. So then you just have, like... <laughs> A super high blood sugar <laughs> with formaldehyde. <laughs> like, like, then you're hungover and, like, sick of all the sugar. When you get older and your, like, thought process corrects, you know, like, you, you learn and you think, yeah. like, correctly, it's so funny to look back on the things that you used to think. And then you, like, start judging yourself younger people or young yeah young I, uh, I'm at the my, age where I'm like, I said yourself and he said other kids. people. <laughs> yeah definitely i'm like these uh, these kids don't know what the hell they're doing and i'm like maybe i'm at that age maybe i'm at, <laughs> maybe I'm at that age <laughs> um another fun food fact digestion wise um we cannot digest the outer shell of corn everyone knows that or okay, should every, know that everyone does not know everyone that. should know that they've seen it <laughs> they've seen it but they don't know why well why? Oh, but because you don't, you can't digest the outer shell of the corn. That's why yeah. eating corn on the cob is better. Because usually when you bite it off the cob, you break the shell, and so then it, you mm-hmm. know, your stomach acid can get in there. But, you know, 
the the thin skin layer on a kernel of corn, right? If it's yeah. not popped, is it still considered a kernel? Yeah. Okay. So the outer shell on a kernel of corn cannot be digested by the human stomach. So that's why sometimes you get a whole surprise in your morning bathroom trip. <laughs> For more information on that, check out Gabby's TikTok where she goes over medical words like bathroom trips. <laughs> like bathroom trips. Medical terminology. We're all obsessed with poop in the medical field. I mean, I think most people are. There are people who like, like there are women who are like, oh no, I don't fart. Yeah. Like they're like they like there are women who have been with their significant others for years and are still like I've never farted in front of him and I'm like girl I broke that barrier so long ago like when we moved in I wasn't gonna be hiding it when we lived in a two room apartment yeah like but there are people that do that it well you know fuck politeness fuck politeness <laughs> well you can still be polite like i'm not gonna like rip one into his mouth or something but, i mean like... that's not polite that's that's <laughs> just <is>. vulgar <laughs> that's not on the polite scale but there's... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay um <laughs> so uh that's the line that's it yeah. anything before that is polite. <laughs> that's it I'm just kidding. We found it. <laughs> so our topic this week is going stir crazy. <laughs> Which is what a lot of people are doing. Yeah. I'm experiencing this weird level of, like, it's, I don't know, it's just weird for me. Like, because I have this, this sense of normalcy because I still am working. And, mm -hmm. but like work's been affected. And so there's just like. It, going on around me is just like this large overreaction and underreaction and I'm just kind of standing in the middle like I don't I don't I don't know what what I don't know what so I'm just gonna keep do yeah that's kind of just how I feel well I just started working <laughs> for this like dating app company um which is one of the industries that is really booming right now because Hopping. yeah everyone's at home so like this Better company is just like, yeah, we have live video chatting and things like that. So everyone that's at home is just like, well, I can't go out to date. Might as well date on the internet. That's actually really awesome that the app offers video chatting in yeah. itself because mm -hmm. then you don't have to give out your number. So like if you want to FaceTime yes. and have like a face-to-face -face conversation with somebody before you give them your number, you can do that through the app. Yeah. So I'm on the moderation team and I like, obviously I'm not going into any specifics or anything. Right. Um, because people's privacy is important. But there's still people that give out their numbers. And it's like this app offers everything that you need to talk to somebody. And you're giving someone your number and then you're submitting a, a report that like, this person admitted to me that they shot someone in 1985 from my text messages. Here's a screenshot. And I'm like, that's an edited picture. But it's like... <laughs> And that's a totally fake one. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. But, like, I'm just like, so don't give your number out. Like, like people keep complaining, like, oh, how do I get this person to stop messaging me on Facebook? And I'm like, that's not my app. Right. Like, <laughs> I don't know. To report them to Facebook? I don't... There are a lot of things that people do that, like, it. it's 2020. Like, we should not still be making some of these mistakes. We've, we've seen them all happen. Right. Either to a friend, 
somebody you know distantly or in the freaking movies right like like, like it's the moral of some story it's 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 just like we we have already like w- when you see something happens in a movie right obviously it's not most of them aren't real but if somebody's mind can write that script if that idea pops into their head it means it's it's something that's crossed other people's minds look there are over 7 billion people on the planet and no two people are exactly the same. So if you can think of some crazy type of person for a storyline, there's like a 1 in 7 billion chance that that person exists somewhere. That's like every the time chances I... chances are probably higher than that. Yeah. Well, every time I watch like a crazy like spy assassin movie, I'm like, there's probably people much crazier than this. Like, right. Right. Like that's just what someone thought of that wasn't good at being a spy in real life and and like and then when you when you do break into like the supernatural end of movies and stuff like that like like zombies and aliens Mm -hmm. and all these takeovers and stuff like that which we're kind of living right now without the zombies without the zombies part but like corona like there are movies out about stuff like this like contagion and everything and it's any pandemic and this is pretty much following and the movies show legit worst case scenario Mm -hmm. and and while some of those things may seem ridiculous you can very clearly see the steps that it took to get there and people are still just like oh let me put my foot in this step pop and like still do it yeah, they zoom in on that person at, like, the crowded grocery store, like, <laughs> on everybody, and you're like, nobody's that, like, Obno- right. obnoxious to go out when they're that sick. And then you go to the grocery store. We, the first time we went to the grocery store, there was this guy just literally standing by the freezer aisle having a coughing fit into the air. Like, he didn't cover his mouth at all. And I was just like, oh, six feet. <laughs> <laughs> I hate people so much sometimes. Gotta turn the cart around. But, like... Uh, like, like, like that, right? Um, I, nope. It's, it's gone. gone. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's just like, you think, you, you think people are gonna, like, understand because they've seen it before, but then everyone's so entitled. Yeah. They're like, well, yeah, I, that makes sense, but it's everyone else that needs to follow those rules, not me. Right. I'm fine. I know I'm fine mm-hmm. because... I didn't run a fever this morning. Oh, my thought came back. Um, the whole coughing thing, right, in mm-hmm. public. I am so nervous to cough at work or in public now. And for the record, for the people who don't know me that are listening or paying attention to this, I choke on my own saliva just sitting mm-hmm. on the couch. So so it's very common for me to choke on, like, my food or my water and just cough. So, like, I'll be walking into a patient's room and it'll happen and I'll be like, <clears throat> and, like, try to clear it before going in because I don't want to be like, hi, right. I have your Motrin for you. Yeah, you can't be in a hospital coughing. It's not, not a good look. Not during this, no. Not a good look at all. And it's like every time I sneeze, I'm like, I swear it's allergies because it is this time of season. It's just, like, not, it's not it a good time to be in me. <laughs> I know. And like how you lost control of your legs, you know, drunk. I lose control of my legs sober. <laughs> I mean, I don't walk in a straight line. No. Ever. Ever. So. I, I don't walk straight. I I find every raised brick or sidewalk edge, every single one. I kick them all. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was sprinting to the train station before the pandemic started one day because I had like five minutes to get there for the train and that's like just enough time if I run. So I was running and it was raining and I ducked under someone's umbrella still running and somehow managed to not fall flat on my face. Mm -hmm. So I ended up in like a 90 degree angle basically leaning forward Mm -hmm. to duck. And I could feel myself tipping. And so I just took like longer strides and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Just like waiting for the Your slide. body's balance took over. It took, I, it didn't happen. Yeah. I, I, I just like jerked my head up enough that I slowly, re, like my feet just like caught up to my, the rest of my body. And, and I can't do that when I'm trying to walk normally. So I'm not sure how I accomplished that sprinting to a train station. Hey, some... Some natural instinct took over and was like, can't be late. <laughs> Stay Just, up. Much sketch train. Can't crush face. So uh, <laughs> this social distancing, it has uh, has really like gotten people to like polish their manners up. It's great. It's been really nice. Like mm-hmm. I went out for a walk and people that were coming towards me just stepped out of the way. God, it's like, what if they did that all the like, time? No one bumped my shoulder. And it's it like, great. when when you're not trying to stay six feet apart, that that's really still easy to do. You know? Right. Not bump like, into people. On any day, if you see someone walking directly at you, take a step to the side. In high school, I stopped doing that as a senior. Like, I stopped moving over It's like a people. power play. You're right. like, I'm not going to change my space. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I started being that person as a senior in high school because, you know, like, freshmen and sophomore boys, mostly boys, would walk right at me mm-hmm. and, like, not move. And I would, I, I walked clean into a couple of them because I was like, I, I ain't moving. You're in the middle of the hallway. <laughs> I'm on my side. Right. I am appropriately I'm respecting the walking. traffic rules. Right. Like... <laughs> Uh, people have obviously been washing their hands more, which is nice. Yeah, that is kind of nice. I heard lotion sales are going up too. Because everyone's washing their hands so much that their (laughs) hands are dry. I don't know if you saw this, but I made a TikTok the other day uh, because I came home from work. I got in the shower. I wet my hair. You know, I did my whole stuff. Mm -hmm. I picked up my shampoo bottle and I put it in my hand to do what I always do. And instead of taking it and putting it on my head, I started washing my hands with my shampoo and I got through a solid 10 seconds of my routine before I was like, this is not what I am supposed to be doing right now. This goes in my hair. (laughs) I mean, in high school when I had to like be awake at like 530 every day, um, I definitely had some moments where you like put the toothpaste on the toothbrush and then put it in your hair. Ew! And you're like, that's the wrong one! My order's <laughs> off! No! I've never done that one. I have fallen asleep in the shower, though. Like, I'll lean up against the wall in the corner or something. Just And just like, I'm just gonna close my eyes and feel the hot water. And then you open your eyes ten minutes later and you're like, shit! Have you ever put in, like put the shampoo in your hair and then like rinsed your body off and then turned the water off, got out of the shower yes. and was like, my head's still full of shampoo. Yes, I have done that. You're like, oh, I have to do this again. Yes, I've done that with shampoo. I've done it with conditioner too because since my hair is long, when I use conditioner, yeah. I put it in and then I put my hair in a ponytail, like a bun, so that it can sit while I mm-hmm. wash my body. And so then a couple times I've 
rinsed my body and then just gotten out and I go to brush my hair and it's still in a bun and I'm like, oh, I should get back in the shower now. Yeah. I, uh, I also actually learned, fun fact, I learned that like taking cold showers is better for hair growth and like and for your skin like elasticity and stuff like that but it's incredibly uncomfortable so what i've started doing because i read somebody else was doing this like they had posted i forget it was i was looking up stuff to help hair growth or whatever mm-hmm. and so what they do at the end of their shower is they shut off the hot water first let the cold water just like hit their scalp enough that it can like drip out their hair and like down their body and like that's it. And so that's what I do now. I like shock myself with it at the end of the shower. I, I'm pretty sure that's how you create a serial killer. <laughs> this is the next season of How to Make a Murderer is just take cold showers. <laughs> it will make you murder somebody. All right, so now I'm a murderer and a psychopath, right? Because last week Amy said I drank Gatorade like a psychopath. I feel like they're going hand in hand. Did you drink Gatorade like that before you started taking cold showers? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think it's time to find out. Maybe you will one day. <laughs> oh my God. Instead of a shower beer, it's a shower, a shower Gatorade. <laughs> Amy said maybe she drinks Gatorades like that in the shower. <laughs> maybe one day you'll all find out that I am a psychopath. When Dan goes missing. <laughs> that's fine by me. <laughs> I'm a millennial. That doesn't scare me. I do think that's kind of sad that all of us, that all of us are just kind of like, Welp, if it kills us. Speaking of, and I know we were going to avoid Corona, but... I mean, how can we? I know. But, like, so those Gen Zers were the one partying down in Florida, right? Yeah, yeah, you know? Right. We're too old to party. We're too old for that. But, yeah, apparently a ton of them have come back positive for Corona now. Duh. And it's, it's not, like... And they're like, well, we didn't actually get symptoms. <laughs> There's Carrie yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Um, I also like the the scene that they were on, right? The, like, ridiculously crowded beach with, like, trash all over it and just a bunch of drunk It's, like, the only dirty it. place left on the planet right now. Every other place has figured out how to clean itself. Like, I just don't... I don't want to be a part of that. Like, if know? the River of Venice can clean itself within a week... <laughs> You can figure out how to fucking throw your trash in a fucking recycling bin on the boardwalk. Shit like that makes me so mad. Like, okay, my apartment complex has a dog park. Like, basically in front of where our apartment is. And we take Charlie to it and stuff. And, like, and it's the designated dog park. And we'll find freaking cigarette butts in there. And it's like, my dog could eat that. Right. There is a fence. You couldn't, and there's a trash can in the dog park for dog bowel movements. Like you couldn't, like you couldn't have just flicked it in there. Yeah. Like you, like it's almost like you went out of your way to just drop it on the ground. It's, it's part of that entitlement. People just don't think that their actions contribute to the things they judge other people for. It's, it's, it's scary how little some people care about others. Yeah. It's, it's really easy to like think about your own emotions and things and excuse yourself from something and then blame everyone else for the same things you do. Whenever I'm that person, like whenever I go to do something that when somebody does it does it to me and I think they're an asshole, like if I'm in a rush to work, I'll ride the exit lane all the way up and then move over. And nine times out of ten, I think that person's an asshole. I always say to myself before I do it, well, I'm going to be that asshole today. It's like I know what I'm doing pisses people off. Mm-hmm. And like I care, but I also have another priority. Like I have a priority above not pissing other people off. Do you know what I mean? But that's me. And I feel like not everybody is like that. Like, a lot of people are just like, yeah, I should do this. Like, I just, like, because I'm me. Does that make sense? 
Sure. Does anything I say ever make sense? Yeah, usually. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. right? Um, sometimes it takes a minute to process but and sometimes <laughs> luckily like... we're recording this so if it didn't make sense go back and listen again and see if it uh it just took a second run through you know how like at least once an episode i lose my train of thought and like my thought yes. is just gone yes i think that's pretty it's almost on. it's like once it's, it's once one an of episode, the, pretty the much gems of our podcast. at this point right i never do that at work it's fantastic like like when I'm talking to patients or educating patients and stuff like that, like it is like my my train of my train of thought is like locked into place when I'm at work. It's great. Mm-hmm. And then like and then I'm talking to like Kevin after work or something, and, and he's like, "Did dead. you say a sentence? Like was yeah. that was that knowledgeable?" And I'm like, "I don't know, maybe." Right. Yeah. I mean, I get that. You're in. You're on like we call it executive function overload when your brain is constantly like making important decisions and doesn't have like intermediate downtime so when you do that for like eight to 12 hours a day and then your brain has like it finally gets its downtime it can completely shut down like you get that like static in your head my, and my... it's like that and that's that's exactly what happens it's like and and you know i'm not shy about it i have anxiety so my my brain is always moving Mm -hmm. and usually when i stutter over words it's because my thought has moved faster than my mouth and so i stumble but when i lose my train of thought like y'all here listen to this it literally it's just it like it's like a flat line so just like and i'm like what the where where the i don't i could see the words i knew what i wanted to say and now it's gone it's just gone like snap of a finger Poof. yeah and then you can like feel your brain which is a weird feeling when you there's like right. a burning in the center of your skull and you you're like feel it and you can feel that like neuron find trying to find its connection it's like <laughs> nope 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 there's not, nope nope no. so they're all dead they're all dead they're just all dead nothing's there nothing's there <laughs> brain dead <laughs> and then like you lay down to go to bed and all your thoughts pop back in and you're like oh no <laughs> it's like that episode of Spongebob I need a bed notebook when they're all deleting everything it's yes. empty your mind <laughs> yeah, Amy just said that's called a journal no a journal is for your daily happenstances I'm pretty sure a bed notebook is the exact same thing as a diary or journal there's, a, there's other ways <laughs> Other ways. Other it's like things. when men wear like you know shoulder bags, right? And and you're like, oh, I like your shoulder bag, and they're like, oh, it's a satchel. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're like a, yeah, it is. <laughs> Do not confuse this for a man purse. <laughs> like, it is a laptop bag. <laughs> <laughs> it's a satchel, and they always say it like that too. It's like such a harsh, a harsh correction to it. I do yeah. that too, though. Sometimes, you know, like, uh, like. It's like uh, when people are like, oh, you're a ginger, so you have no soul. I'm always like, I can, so I have part of a soul. Like, I get really defensive about it for what? some reason. I get dark. I'm not, like, white like most, like, your standard ginger. I tan. So you're saying a tan ginger has a soul? Part of a soul. So you're saying that a whole the ginger. soul comes from the sunlight? Part of it. Is this a new cult? No, no. Could it be a new cult? No. So fun fact about redheads, actually. The melanin that is in, that you produce, the pigment, I'm sorry, not melanin, the pigment that you have that makes your hair red also makes your melanin, your skin, more susceptible to, to skin cancer. Just like period, no matter how much exposure you get. Mm-hmm. When you have higher melanin levels, 
you get tan, right? And like the higher your melanin, the darker right, right. your yeah, skin yeah. tone can be. So typically when you're a redhead, you have less melanin and it's really shitty melanin, which is why they're all like ghost white. I have more melanin because I was Italian. So I'm not like like I'm not like those other genders. I'm not like 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 I'm like a vampire that doesn't drink blood, you know? It's like I got the fangs uh, and I got the you know, I got the look. Teen angst. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, whenever people were like, Uh, you don't have a soul I'm like, Yeah, I have half of one, leave me alone. <laughs> uh, I mean this sounds a very Elron Hubbardy. I didn't, I hated South Park for the longest time because of that episode. Why? Because I had to deal with that. Oh, the ginger episode. Yes. No, I thought you were talking about the Scientology episode. No, that episode's hysterical. <laughs> yeah. But, no, but I, like, I, I hurt, like, I got, I legit got bullied after that episode came out. Like, yeah. more. I'm sure. And it, and, and, and it confused me as a as a bright young teenager bright skinned young teenager <laughs> <laughs> because you know i'd be at school and people would be like oh you're a ginger ew red hair and then i'd go to like the grocery store with my mom and like random adults would be like wow your hair is so pretty and i'd be like what nobody else think that <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i just beat myself up all the time pretty much cool <laughs> right yeah that way, no one else can hurt you. <laughs> right. If you punch yourself hard enough, <laughs> they won't need to. If you're to. already bruised, nobody else can bruise you. <laughs> That's... Unethical pro-life tips. <laughs> what? Unethical life tips. Unethical life tips. If you yeah. punch yourself. If you bruise yourself, nobody else can bruise you. Stick if you're already bruised. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. No. Pretty much. No, but words hurt really bad. No, it's sticks and stones can't break my bones if I already jumped off a roof. <laughs> if they're already broken, <laughs> my cast will protect me. Exactly. That, that's essentially like what people are doing with the masks on their face right now, right? I mean, that's the whole anti-vaxxer movement, right? Right. Right? Like, my kid can't die from the mump if... If I already gave them the immunity, so let's shove them all together in a room. No. Right? That's the point of them, right? That's the anti-vaxxer move? Okay, we have too much downtime here. I don't know what I'm talking about. And, and uh, I was, like, trying to process what you were saying, and it was not happening. It works on some level. I'll just think about it later. It's okay. We make up a lot of, I'll post you know, an addendum. Fra- uh, you'll post an addendum, right? <laughs> This is what I meant. I have to explain the joke. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Um, so stir crazy. Yeah. Which is pretty much like, and, and we're both a little bit more introverted in the sense, like I'm not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't define myself as an introvert because I can be very like outgoing and stuff like that, but I'm totally cool with being at home. And even I'm kind of like, you know, I, I really would like to go out and do these things. So I can see how people who aren't introverted at all are losing their minds. I'm like a lazy extrovert. Like, I really like being around people, but I want them to come to me. 
That's a really good one. I don't really like going out places, but I do like the company. You know what I really don't like? It's it's never it's not like the it's not the being there, it's not the like activity that we're doing. The thing that deters me from wanting to do things the most is the time it takes to get there and then to get home. Because it's yeah. not like, like, I can't just, like, appear at a place and spend, like, an hour with you and then be like, okay, I'm going home. Right, it's right. Like, you have to drive 20 minutes, and then you have to allot for that on your way and on your way home, which takes up more time out of your day. So that's why I, I, I mean, that's the biggest reason why I like to stay home, because then everything you're doing, it's like, there's no time to get there. Yeah. You know, like, like you think, for example, right, like right now, since non-essential people are going into work and stuff like that, the roads are empty pretty much. For, for most of the day. I usually see, if I'm like going to my parents or around there, I see like 20 people on the way. So Normally I would see like 200. So I, I have to drive into the city now because, um, you know, set the tra- change to their schedules, right? Mm-hmm. And usually... Driving to work on, like, a normal Tuesday, it takes, like, an hour to get in there. Like, I have to leave by, like, 5.30 in order to be there in time to clock in at 6.45, right? Mm -hmm. And I like to be there early, so I know there's a little bit of leeway there. I don't leave my house till 6 o'clock now, right? I get there in 20 to 25 minutes, and that's not with speeding, like, because in the morning, since nobody's on the road, I, like, get my tea and I kind of just, like, cruise along to get there. And, I, and I, I'm usually a speeder, but with nobody else on the road, it's like, yeah, you know, I'm just kind of doing what I do. I get there in, like, 20 to 25 minutes. Just, just driving like a normal person. Mm-hmm. And it makes it so much more tolerable to go to work and get home because I don't have an hour drive to look forward to. Yeah. Well, I've been working from home. And, like, the j- big joke's been, like... <laughs> I will sleep in as late as I possibly can, and then I'll get up and be like, uh, for like 40 minutes, and then I like, like five minutes before my shift starts, I'm like, I'm gonna be late. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, brush my teeth, I gotta like do all, do these five minutes of things. And then I'm like, at at my kitchen desk, <laughs> ready to go on time. <laughs> like, have you? But who knows? Have you left your house since you technically don't have to? Yeah, I mean, I've gone a few places, but not much. I'm just curious, like, because I know that there are some people out there who genuinely have have not. Yeah, I like, mean, they've I have... had other people go to the store with, for them or something, and like they have not. I've gone to the store twice, uh, and I've been to like a friend's house twice because they're also pretty much quarantined. So, uh, she works in fast food, so she's an essential worker. Um, for now i'm telling you it's essential because do you know how many people like cannot cook for themselves Oh yeah absolutely (laughs) do you know how many people would starve if mcdonald's wasn't open because they just don't know how to get food elsewhere (laughs) i do but i'm I'm honestly i'm honestly nervous that they're gonna make the essential restrictions stricter because it's not getting it's what we're doing now isn't enough oh see i think that um because they're expecting the virus to spread anyway, because we're not going to have a vaccine in time for it to to not spread to, like, at least half the population. They're keeping small areas 
of traffic going so that a few people get it at a time. That's the the goal is to slow down how many people get it while acknowledging that you know most people are going to get it. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with whether McDonald's stays open or not. Yeah, but like if one or two people get it because they went through a McDonald's drive-through instead of like staying zero in their people home? getting it. Yeah, if if everybody stayed home then the problem is as soon as things open up again, we're going to be back to everybody could get it at once. Well, so the, the theory, the theory is if we strictly close for two weeks, right? right, Because that's a supposed incubation period. The theory is if nobody but essential personnel leave the house, right? Mm -hmm. Then the virus will die off in the public areas is the theory. Yeah, but that's not really how viruses work though, right? Because viruses like can live on surfaces. Yeah, but only for it, they can't live for like weeks at a time. Right, but some get reactivated and we don't know if this one does or not. Uh we're hoping it doesn't. But they need a per like no, so so what so what I'm saying is, right? If the only people that are allowed out and about, right, mm -hmm. are, are medical workers. Obviously, we can't restrict it that much, right? And you close all of the restaurants and you close all of the places, right? First, they would have to deep clean their facilities mm -hmm. before they close, right? So you're killing everything that's in there already. And then if everybody is in their own house, the virus is not in the air in droplet. You're isolating it into your home and into right. you. So then when it dies off in you or on your services, it's gone, so, so no. Yeah, it, but if that was really how it worked, and I, I probably the the reason it doesn't work is because nobody can fully self isolate. It's it's impossible to get things delivered to you without dealing with at least the delivery person, like right. So, but there is a way to full isolate by not having the delivery option and saying what you have is what you have. Yeah, but you can't right. You can't do that because. Not everybody has enough. No, no, no. I I know you can't do that. Right. It's but just, what I'm saying, what what I'm because it's impossible. Like if if it was possible to do that, then we would have just done that and gotten rid of the flu by now. That's not even a little true. But why not? Because <laughs> because this is this is happening on a short basis, right? So we've yeah. always had the flu and the flu, flu mutates mut and stuff. This isn't happening in a way that if we, like with the flu season, if we just isolated everyone for two weeks, it wouldn't go away because we just, oh, like it's, it's just there, right? Like, I mean, and what I mean by that is there are multiple strains out, there are strains in other countries. Yeah, but it's the same thing as like, if you, you could say the same thing about like every STD would be gone if one generation just said we're not going to sleep with anyone older than us no yes because unless they were born with it because if there was like a cutoff line that said like this generation is the one that only sleeps with their generation and below and then every other generation after like there would be no spread N no Yes. No, because STDs, they're not an age thing. They're already... So, no, hang on, hang on, because... hang on. Wait, hang on. Let me explain, right? Yeah. So, if you take if you take a tree mm -hmm. that's already been growing for 50 years and you try to cut it down, it's going to take a long-ass time. Right. If you have a sapling that just appeared and it is in your way, 
but you cut it down then, that's it. It's done. Okay. That's what this strain of coronavirus is right now. It's a sapling. It doesn't have pre-existing or, like, there aren't other people who, like, there's there's not this intermixing of of every it doesn't have an established line right like so even if we decided gen whatever the babies that are being born now are called right mm -hmm. if we decided they can't sleep with the people above them yeah sure maybe then we could get rid of the stds but you would have to start that as as new like you, you yeah. wouldn't be able to give them 10 years or so to to get into right, right, right. society but it would just be like like it's the, it's basically what you're saying. They, but it would. That's what I'm saying. Though it would work for Corona, because it doesn't. Because that's all. It's a sapling. That's all it is right now. So you're saying that because not enough people have it. No, I'm saying because it hasn't been in existence long enough. Eighteen other strains before this. Yeah. Before it, right. Right. It's it's a mutation of an existing. Virus. Right. So if you want to cut down the number of people that have it, you have to stop exposure. If you dramatically stop exposure, you dramatically stop how many people get it, therefore yeah. killing off the virus. So the issue with this one is that it, first off, because there's a lot of people that are non-symptomatic that are spreading it without knowing. Um, yes, which is why the isolation would work. You would have to completely isolate. Mm -hmm. And if you did completely isolate... It would have to be for three weeks. If everybody in the world completely isolated, we would also get rid of other viruses because they wouldn't spread. Most likely. No, you're, you're so, absolutely correct. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if that was possible, we would have already done it and gotten rid of some of the world's worst viruses. We wouldn't have the common cold. It would have been like, everyone do three weeks... <laughs> Uh, in your but, house, disinfect everything. But that's and, the thing. Like, and it'll be done. Like, we haven't done that because we can't. Right. And, and we reason, still can't. <laughs> right. Theoretically, you, you still can't. And the reason we're trying to now is because this is new. And you're yeah. you're right. Like, theoretically, if we did that for everything, right, it would, it would work. Mm -hmm. So the hope is since this is spreading so fast, if we do that now, then we can do it. Yeah, and I'm saying the realistic hope is that because it's spreading so fast, all we can do is slow it. So basically, I think the efforts now are basically saying, if we can stretch this out so that everybody that's going to get it, which is most people, get it over a year or two years instead of within one month, then we can handle it. I mean, right. people are, yes, people are going to die from it because elderly people, immunocompromised lung problems are going to get it worse. And we may not get to them in time. But if, chances are, like, if, if all you have is the, like, pneumonia symptoms and you can get an intubator in the, in the hospital and deal with symptoms while your body takes care of it, then we can... We can do some uh, something for it. Right. But, um, so, but what I'm saying is, right, what you said, if we went on super lockdown for two weeks, then when everybody left, we would have this dramatic spike again. That that part's not true. It would the curve would still stay flat because majority of because majority of the disease has been killed off at this point. So, yeah, we would have another spike, but it wouldn't be at a hundred a hundred thousand at a time. It would be at a tolerable. Yeah. Level. But. 
is but, what I was saying. So basically, you can slow it down, and then when the curve starts up again, it's not going to be immediately exponential. Right. But once it gets back on its groove, we're going to have to self-isolate again because it once it's back to a, like a certain percentage, it's going to start exponential again because it replicates so fast. Well, yeah. So you would have to, people would have to stay out of contact with, that's the problem. So many people have come in contact with this and passed by it that now it's, it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. So if we make it not everywhere by, by extreme isolation, then it's only in the areas we know it's in like the hospitals, right? So we know who's exposed and who's has it. That's, that's kind of the theory behind nobody going anywhere for two weeks. Well, what the way I look at it is the two week thing was more to assess who already had it because mm, the, but it's not. the intubation or the incubation incubation period uh, is two weeks. So anything that we've gotten to this point, yes, it was two weeks to slow it down, but it also was let's see who is symptomatic within these two weeks and then reassess our numbers. Right. So in that two weeks, right, they, they picked two weeks because that's the incubation period right. as far as we know. Right. So if you don't have symptoms in those two weeks, you're right. It means you don't have it and you can't spread it. If you do become symptomatic in those two weeks, you can still spread it, but you're on that isolation until you're better, so you're not going to. Mm -hmm. If you had it and were asymptomatic, but were still on that isolation, you can't spread it because the that period's passed. You've passed the period of you presenting symptoms. You've passed the period of incubation. So your body's fought it off and killed it and you can't spread it anymore. So that's that's kind of the, yeah, so just two weeks won't work because you have to take into account the people that start presenting at the end of that mm -hmm. two weeks. But because not everybody is isolating enough, too much of it's still alive. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so that's what I was saying in the beginning is I'm nervous that we will get to a point where they say no takeout, no like no nothing. You can go to the grocery store, cook food and come like and that's that's your only means because that would be effective right now. Yeah, but it I, would have to be for 3 or 4 weeks. I 100% think it's more likely that they will say everyone go back and we'll start up work again and then they'll say Oh, it's up again. Two more weeks, and they'll. We'll, I think we'll have another. If they, if, I think this is going to be like here's society. Oh, go back, go back, and then go home. Go back, go back, go back, go home. Go back, go back, so that they slow down the process. Because I think the goal here now is probably herd immunity, and herd immunity is, I've heard eighty percent, and once eighty percent of the people have gotten it and developed antibodies, then it won't be strong enough to just pass through everybody as, at the same rate. Right. But, but what I was saying was, right, if we have those spikes after the first set, we didn't, that first chunk of social isolation didn't go well enough. And like meta, those met those people. Or the that, virus is just no, that Daniel. Good. <laughs> I am telling you how this works. It's Listen, just that strong. <laughs> the virus can only live for so long. Period. Whether it's mm -hmm. in a person or on a surface, right? So what we're finding right now is that total incubation period is two weeks. If we went on social isolation and lockdown for a month, which is basically what they're saying now, right yeah, through we'll to be the end of to April, two months at this right? Point. And everybody abides by that that curve will flatten and yes we will still get cases but it won't be a spike of thousands it'll be a spike of hundreds 
And those hundreds will be the people who interacted with those who were sick or medical personnel who didn't show symptoms asymptomatic, didn't show symptoms and they didn't know it. So if you social isolate for an entire month, which is basically what we're already doing, you cut exposure by at least 90%. And then the only other people exposed are the medical personnel and those that are currently sick. If you're currently sick and you come up with symptoms in your home and then you go to a hospital, still the only people that have interacted with you are your family and those at the hospital. If your family stays home for another two weeks after you've presented symptoms, the virus will die or present in them, meaning it ends there. If everybody does that, then no, we're not going to have spikes of thousands and then social isolate again and thousands and social isolate again. That's not that's not how this works. But the rate at which this virus spreads spreads now is exponential yes and we need to cut it off at the roots which is what people aren't understanding that was my tree versus sapling but all i'm saying is it it only takes one person in a crowd to infect a whole fucking crowd which is why which is why i fear that which is why i said in the beginning we might get to a point where we stop all deliveries and all takeout, and it might just be grocery stores and doctors' offices that are home and gas, you know, like, mm-hmm. because because you're right. That's all it takes, which is why when Trump, when when they were suspect, when they were talking about trying to get the country back up and running by April 12th, that is that is far too soon. Right. That is not enough Yeah, well, now period. they're saying April 30th, and on April 30th, they'll probably extend another two weeks. Right. But if, like, we're, like we're still in March, that's a whole month. If everybody actually followed the social isolation protocol through till the end of April and stopped being entitled assholes, we would dramatically flatten the curve. And then we could reopen because of, like you said, herd immunity would be established Mm -hmm. or people would have their own immunity from having it. Right. And we wouldn't have those spikes again, which is why, which is why it didn't like, we didn't see it flatten now. So yes, it would be beneficial to stop all those takeout places and stuff. You're you're right. They're probably not going to. No, I. But I don't think that anybody's goal is to completely eradicate this. I think that they're past that because they know it's not, it's not possible with how people work. Correct, you, but we're trying to stop you, the you exponential can't. growth. Right, which, in is going to make more sense to do like slow integration into society and let the virus work its way through slowly it's going to make more sense to let it happen slowly and pull back and and like release it a little bit at a time the virus or people people because the virus is going to keep spreading slowly so it's basically it's how many times are we going to have to do this to keep it from getting back to that exponential growth and which we, i mean right. honestly we've slowed it down somewhat but not as much as people expected it to slow down right and that's because people aren't taking into consideration all of the people who were already ex- so that's so that's what we're saying right now right the people who are popping up in the hospitals now and all these exponential numbers are the people that 2 weeks ago we're already exposed but didn't show symptoms and right. now we're at the end of that incubation period which is why everybody's panicking again because mm-hmm. they think this is a huge influx right and that's also why a regular two weeks wouldn't have worked so now if we actually do it till the end of april everybody who has already been exposed will present 
nobody else not nobody else but you know what i mean the the level if people stop interacting with people you know then it's then you cut it off Mm -hmm. and when you do that slow reintroduction because everybody else has been taken care of already you should be able to trace back the exact exposure. That's a big meme I'm, I'm seeing now, where if you come back positive and the CDC calls you and says, who have you been in touch with? Who have you interacted with? Mm-hmm. If you can't list all of the people, you're interacting with far too many people. Right. So, so when we come out of this isolation and go back into society, yeah, we're going to see a small spike again, but it'll be direct. It'll be like... You know, Kevin didn't get it the first time around, but now I have it and he has it. And it's like, that's mm. where it ends. Do you know Do you know what I mean? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why it's really important for people to be doing this. Yeah. I, I, I think everyone listening to us knows that. Right. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. I mean, I mean that's the, true. The people that don't know that are not in my circle. <laughs> I don't know anyone that's like, I'm not taking this seriously at all. God. I've There's seen... variations of how seriously, but like. I've seen so many stories. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, there's still people throwing parties. Yep. So, all right. So, we're going to wrap up this episode. Um, you know, it, we, we're we going to film next week again. Film. Record next week again. Um, this is a, It's a little difficult to find topics right now because, yeah, you know. Yeah, so please suggest something to us. Right. Or us. if you really enjoy us just rambling on and then looping back to Corona and then rambling and looping back to Corona, we'll, we'll I mean, if you that. If you don't suggest something to us. That's what's going to happen because that's literally all life is about right now. It is, yeah. That... Coronavirus and Tiger King. <laughs> Coronavirus and Tiger I hope something else comes out within the next week besides Tiger King that I we mean, can talk about. Hopefully because I'll have finished it. By have then. you watched Love is Blind yet? I, that sounds awful. It's hysterically entertaining. Oh, that's the Netflix. That's the, okay, so I can't say anything because I loved The Circle. I didn't watch The Circle. I only watched Love is Blind. I guess we got to trade Netflix reality shows. So you'll watch Love is Blind and I'll watch The Circle. I might. I might. Love is Blind just reminds me too much of Married at First Sight, which is the worst. Yes, but so that's the difference and they explain that in it too a little bit. Or like I think one of the participants says it later. Mm -hmm. Because the whole point of Love is Blind is you talk to the people in pods without and then it's like, once you make that connection, you can propose. Whereas marriage at first sight is... The opposite. Right, exactly. <laughs> they just get married and then see if they like each other. Yeah, so it's really it's really. And they're all dramatic. Ugh. Yeah, some of them, most of them are pretty dramatic in this too, yeah. but in a much more entertaining way. Right. God, wait um, till you meet Jessica. Jessica. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, follow me on Instagram or TikTok at Gabrielle Bellardo. Daniel is on both platforms as well. Yeah, dan.brian on TikTok. Uh, Dan Feld on Instagram and I don't really use it so TikTok and uh, uh, yeah check out our Facebook page facebook.com slash milleniating M-I-L-L-E-N-N-I-A-T-I-N-G boom Uh, bye bye